Hare Krishna. <clears throat> A warm welcome to all of you for today's Gita Live session. The topic for the day is Aim of Human Form of Life. This is going to be a very, very interesting discussion because it has to deal with the overall purpose of our life. Every one of us have some goals, some aspirations. We want to achieve some things in life. But from the Bhagavad Gita, from Acharyas, we get a very, very important perspective over and above all these material goals, aspirations, aims. We have a much higher purpose, much bigger purpose, overall purpose for this human form of life. So, we are going to discuss this today in detail. Before we start the discussion, let us start with prayers, seeking blessings of Prabhupada, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the previous Acharyas, Lord Sri Krishna, so that by their mercy, by their grace, by their blessings, we can have a meaningful discussion today. So please join me in offering the prayers. You can also fold your hands and you can repeat the prayers along with me. <clears throat> Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Vaminitinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Sri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratushe Namaha Namo Brahmane Devaya Go Brahmane Hitayacha Jagadhitaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagadpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Pipa Sindhu Bhyevacha Patitanam Pavnebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 
राम राम हरे हरे आई रिमेंबर मेनी इयर्स बैक आई वॉज ट्रेवलिंग ऑन अ ट्रेन नेक्स्ट टू मी वॉज अ पर्सन लुक्ड क्वाइट वियर्ड लुक्ड little lost you can make out from the dealings the facial expressions the body language something was not okay with him and since it was a long journey i think i was traveling to vrindavan since it was a long journey so i became little curious and i asked this person where are you coming from where have you boarded the train from so he looked at me and uh, seemed to be having no answer he was lost i asked him the next question where are you going where are you heading again he looked at me thought for a while and again no answer i became even more so to say curious this person does not know where is he coming from where has he boarded the train where he is going to get down what is his destination as a last attempt i said then where are you traveling why are you traveling what's the purpose of your travel again he seems to be lost there was no proper answer if you were in my position what would you think about such a person later on i realized that this person was mentally off and there was a relative of his who was also traveling in the same bogi later on i got to know the seats were quite apart and i met him in the morning and the doubt i had became very he also said that yes uh, he has been uh, going through this challenge now many a times if we analyze our own life here we can see a person who has no idea of where he has boarded the train from where he is going what is the purpose of this travel there is some similarity between that person and our own lives in that sense we are also off there was once a saintly person who was giving a discourse he was visiting a particular town and after the discourse got over generally people come and you know pay their respects offer obeisances and take the blessings so one gentleman approached this saintly person and said swami ji can you please visit my home you know generally in indian we have the tradition that saintly people visit the homes and you know, sanctify the homes just by their presence by a visit so he invited swami ji can you please visit my place so swami ji asked this person where do you stay so he said that uh, you know i am staying in uh, 
New Delhi. So Swamiji asked, is that your home? He says, yes. So Swamiji asked, how long you have been staying in Delhi? So he said, for last five years. Swamiji asked this person, where were you staying before you moved to Delhi? So before we moved to Delhi, we were actually staying in Amritsar. Swamiji asked the next question, where were you staying before you moved to Amritsar? So the person became little perplexed. You know, Swamiji is asking plethora of questions without knowing the reason behind why Swamiji is asking these questions. So this man replied, before Amritsar, we were staying in Punjab, Sindh, before partition, my great-grandparents, grandparents were from Pakistan. It seems to be, Swamiji asked the next question, where were you before Pakistan, Sindh, before you were born there, where were you? So this person now did not have a proper answer. He says, I do not know. Let me ask my mother and tell you. Then Swamiji told, our schools and colleges teach us many, many things, many, many subjects. But a very fundamental aspect of our existence as to who we are, where we were before our birth, all of us have taken birth. We all have coordinates, just like we have Google coordinates for a particular place. We all have some coordinates. I am so-and-so Indian, born in so-and-so place. Gender, we are clear. We all have coordinates. But if you analyze, these are temporary coordinates. At best, we know the coordinates of this life. Where we were before this birth. We have no idea. Where we are heading, what happens to us after death, we have no idea. What is the purpose of our lives? You ask this question to 10 different people, 10 learned people, educated people, intelligent people. I guarantee you, you will get 10 different answers. When we are traveling in a train from point A to point B, if you ask this question, why are you traveling? What is the purpose of this travel? You will get some consistent answers. I am traveling from Bangalore to Vrindavan. What is the purpose of travel to reach from point A to point B? But you ask this question, what is the purpose of your life? You ask this question to 10 different people, you will get 10 different answers. We all have our own understanding of what is purpose of life, what is goal of life, what is aim of our life. Our scriptures give us profound understanding, clear understanding, what is the goal of human form of life especially human form of life. We are not eternally human beings. We are Atma. Many, many lives we have taken. In each life, we get a different body. And our scriptures point out that there are 84 lakh species of life, Chaurasi lakh yonia. 
and after many many lives of transmigration in different life forms plants birds aquatics reptiles finally a living entity gets a human form of life and our scriptures give us a very very clear understanding of what is the purpose of human form of life what is the goal of human form of life when can we say that we have led a meaningful and successful lives again mind you the definition of success definition of what is meaningful life varies from person to person but let us understand what is the perspective of lord the creator of this world what is the perspective of learned self realized souls who are pristine in their character very knowledgeable well versed with scriptures what is their perspective what have they to tell us about the purpose of human form of life and our understanding our perspective our thinking keeps changing when we were young we had one perspective of life we wanted to play the whole day and we thought that is what life is all about eat drink be merry enjoy life but as we grew up our perspective changed something which was very valuable to us when we were young no longer valuable i remember when i was young that those days video games had just pocket video games had just arrived in the market nintendo was the company and i got so attached to playing video games in fact i even made this statement to someone that if i get a video game a bunch of video games and i'm put in one room all alone i can stay for days together i don't need anything that was my perspective which is definitely wrong so our perspective keeps changing our understanding of world keeps changing it is important for us to understand what is the perspective of all knowledgeable lord what is the perspective of great acharyas what is the perspective of shila prabhupad who was so learned who was so well versed with our scriptures who are so knowledgeable what is their perspective so that's what we are going to discuss in today's session so as i mentioned that we are spirit soul and atma and atma keeps changing different bodies based on our karma karma devanetrena jantur deha utpatyate we keep getting different bodies and transmigrating from one body to another one body to another in each life experiencing janma mrityu jara vyadhi birth death old age disease finally the atma gets an opportunity to take a human birth shrimad bhagavatam says that labdhva sudurlabham idam bahu sambhavante we have got this human birth after many many lifetimes that's a different thing that why we do not remember our previous life and the fact remains that we all have taken many many lives prior to taking birth in this life 
when arjuna asked this question to krishna krishna replied you and me have taken many many births i remember them all but you do not remember the very fact that we do not remember does not mean that we have not taken previous births i do not remember what i ate last week i do not remember many of the things which i did in my childhood but the fact is that i did those things i definitely ate something last week so we do not remember labdhva sudurlabham bahu sambhavante after many many lives we have got this human birth and bhagavatam says although this human form of life is temporary tunam yatet napatet anumrittu yavan before it again falls into the clutches of death as sure as death we are going to fall into the clutches of death nobody is an exception krishna in the gita says one who has taken birth is sure to die and for one who dies is sure to take birth again so bhagavatam is saying before we fall into the clutches of death we have a very very important thing to accomplish tunam yatet napatet anumrityu yavan nishreyasa vishaya khalu sarvatrasyat if we just dabble in sense gratification just enjoying the senses just enjoying the worldly pleasures we have actually wasted this human form of life why we have wasted because these pleasures are in abundance available in other life forms also so what bhagavatam is saying labdhva sudurlabham this human form of life is durlabham it is very very difficult to achieve after many many lifetimes we have achieved this human birth and although this human birth is temporary it is not that permanently we are going to be in this human form of life for limited number of years we have got this human birth turnam yateta so bhagavatam is expressing some kind of an urgency turnam turnam means quickly yateta yateta means we should endeavor for a meaningful end napatet anumrityu yavan before we again fall into the clutches of death nishreyasa vishaya khalu sarvatrasyat this vishaya khalu this enjoyment this pleasures what we get by senses coming in contact with the sense objects sarvatrasyat it's available in all life forms prabhupad says that dog may have sex indiscriminately in a street a man may have the same act in an air conditioned building in a multi storied apartment in a very very cozy bedroom the act the pleasure is the same so the pleasures which is available in abundance in other life forms in animal forms in other life forms we should not be wasting this valuable life for dabbling in those pleasures rather this human form of life affords us a wonderful opportunity to achieve something which is not possible to achieve in other life forms what is that athato brahma jigyasa now that you have got human birth try to inquire into the self asatoma satgamaya a dog a cat or any other life form we cannot strive for asatoma satgamaya 
to come to light, to come to knowledge, to come to the understanding who I am, what is the purpose of my life, why I am suffering. How do I get out of this cycle of repeated birth and death? This is only possible in human form of life. Today I am speaking and many of you are listening. We are talking from Bhagavad Gita. This sharing of knowledge, this ability to understand is possible only in human birth. Somebody may say even dogs speak, even cats speak, they also communicate. Who knows they may be communicating this thing. Our scriptures say this intelligence to comprehend. They may be talking about so many things. They may ask about food. They may ask about defense. They may definitely communicate among each other. But this communication which is transcendental, on transcendental subject matters related to God is only possible in human form of life. And if we do not engage in such conversations, if we do not spend time understanding these divine understanding subjects, our scriptures say that we are wasting this human form of life. So, <clears throat> having talked about the importance of human form of life, let us now understand how in Vedic times justice was being done to accomplishing this objective or the goal of life. Knowing that human life is temporary, it is meaningful, it is apt for us to understand sublime subject matters, who we are, who God is, what's my relationship with him, what happens to me after death, where do I come from? Knowing that this is the purpose of human form of life, the life was structured in such a way. There was a system called Varnashrama. The life was structured in such a way that there was a system of Varna and Ashrama. There were four Varnas. What are the four Varnas? The four Varnas were Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishyas and Shudras. And there were four Ashramas. What were the four Ashramas? Brahmachari Ashram, Grahastha Ashram, Vanaprastha Ashram and Sanyas Ashram. So everyone in the society was following this Varnashrama system situated in his proper Varna and Ashrama. Mind you, when we are talking about four Varnas and Ashramas, we are not talking about so-called caste system. The degraded understanding of caste system is a son of a Brahmana just by having born in a family of a Brahmana claims himself to be a Brahmana. Bhagavad Gita says that this understanding is wrong. This classification as a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya or Shudra is not by birth. It is by Guna, Karma, Vibhagasha. So, first 25 years a person would get trained 
एंड स्पेंड इन ब्रह्मचारी आश्रमा हाउ टू कंट्रोल द माइंड हाउ टू कंट्रोल द सेंसेस दिस नॉलेज दिस अंडरस्टैंडिंग इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ ऑस्टेरिटी फेनेंसेस सेंस कंट्रोल वॉज टॉट कीपिंग द ओवरऑल पर्पज ऑफ लाइफ अथा तो ब्रह्म जिज्ञासा नेक्स्ट ट्वेंटी फाइव इयर्स अ पर्सन वुड एंटर इन टू गृहस्थ आश्रमा एज्यूमिंग दैट ह्यूमन लाइफ वॉज हंड्रेड इयर्स डिवाइडेड इंटू फोर फेजेस अ पर्सन वुड एंगेज इन फैमिली मैटर्स वर्ल्डली प्लेजर्स बट विद इन सम बाउंड्रीज ऑफ फ्रेमवर्क not unrestricted unregulated enjoyment because unrestricted unregulated enjoyment can lead us tangent from the purpose of the life then after 50 years a person understanding the goal of life is self realization god realization a person would start voluntarily detaching himself from family life and that stage was called vanaprastha ashram that's why you see even kings great kings at a certain point would renounce their kingdom and go to the forest practical example would be a family man who is staying with his wife with his family after his sons have grown up they start little bit spending more time in spirituality in visiting various pilgrimage places getting detached from all family affairs giving off the responsibility to the grown up son or a daughter whatever and last 25 years a person would dedicate his time energy with full focus with full concentration and that ashrama was called sanyasa ashrama so broadly speaking human form of life divided into four parts four parts of 25 years brahmacharya ashram grihastha ashram vanaprastha ashram and then finally sanyasa ashram why life was structured like that because people were learned they were self realized they knew that purpose of human form of life is self realization but unfortunately this understanding in the society is lost that's partly because of the influence of kali yuga in kali yuga this understanding that there is a higher purpose to human form of life is lost so great acharyas like shila prabhupad representatives of the lord from time to time come and enlighten us share with us this knowledge so that we do not lose sight of what is the ultimate goal of human form of life so this varnashrama system was very very scientific system and everyone it is said that just like in our body we have the head we have the belly we have the arms we have the legs in this varnashrama system the brahmanas were compared to the head the vaishyas were compared to 
the belly. The Kshatriyas were compared to the arms and the Shudras were compared to the legs. Mind you, when I am using the word Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, sometimes somebody can feel, you know, we are talking about caste system. Mind you, the caste system understanding what we get from our scriptures is not based on birth but based on the qualification. Son of a high court judge is not necessarily a judge. But if he gets the required qualification, he can also act like a judge. So, <clears throat> although we have different parts of the body, but still, a person may have lost his limbs, a person may not have his legs, but the most important, still, a person can function. But if the person is not having his head or mind intact, even though he may have other limbs intact, we say the person is deranged or we may say the person is mad. So the Brahmanas who were learned were playing that role. Based on Brahmanas advice, the Kshatriyas were ruling the kingdom. And based on the laws enacted by the Kshatriyas, how the kingdoms were ruled, the Vaishyas would engage in various trading activities, Krishi, Goraksha, and the Shudras will engage in various menial services. But the overall direction, how the society has to be organized, was coming from the Brahmanas who were very well versed with our scriptures. And because they were well versed with our scriptures, they could guide the Kshatriyas in proper administration. That's why we had many exalted Pandits, Brahmanas, who were guiding the Kshatriyas, like Chanakya Pandit. So as a result, although in Varnashrama system, the Shudras were doing their respective duties of meal, they may not be studying scriptures, the Vaishyas may be engaging in some trading activities. But because the overall guidance was coming from the Brahmanas who were having scriptural understanding, overall purpose of human form of life, society in general overall was progressive. Somebody have asked, somebody have asked me this question many, many times. I've got this question that if everyone starts doing bhajan, everyone becomes a devotee like you, then who will do agriculture? Who will do trading? Who will do other activities? The answer is that society, everyone need not be a brahmana. In society, everyone need not be spending all his time in pathan, pathan, yajan, yajan, understanding scriptures. Just like society requires doctors, society requires engineers, society requires architects, society also requires people who can spend their time in understanding our scriptures thoroughly, spend time in self-realization and with that knowledge guide the entire society. That's why Brahmanas, learned Brahmanas who have the Vedic wisdom who have the understanding of purpose of human form of life 
are very very important and it's also very important for us although we may be engaged in various duties to regularly be part of satsang where we can benefit from the knowledge which the brahmanas or spiritually elevated souls are sharing from us with us so we'll continue this discussion uh, i will share with you how we can practically organize our lives so that we can do justice to this human form of life and uh, before we get into that discussion we will have some kirtans so like we have been doing in our previous sessions we will play kirtans for a while let us all participate in the kirtans and after the kirtans we will resume our discussion and i'll share with you some practical tips how we can organize our lives so that we can do justice to this human form of life hare krishna hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare
So quick recap of what we have covered so far. <clears throat> we talked about that human form of life is attained after many, many life forms. After having transmigrated in plants, birds, aquatics, reptiles, we get this human birth. And human birth, although it is temporary, we are not eternally human beings, still it is very meaningful because in this human form of life, we can achieve self-realization, God-realization by inquiring into fundamental questions of life as to who I am, who is God, what's my relationship with Him. And in Vedic times, knowing that human form of life is very, very precious, Asatoma, Satgamaya, that's the goal of life. The human life was structured in four Varnas and Ashramas. I described that, the four Ashramas and the four Varnas. And everyone, be it a Kshatriya or a Vaishya or a Shudra, irrespective of what Ashram he is in, by doing their respective duties, because overall the society was guided by qualified Brahmanas, everyone was spiritually progressive. 
and everyone was moving towards that ultimate goal of life which was self-realization. Now coming to present day scenario, we may not have very well-defined Varna and Ashrama system prevalent in our society. All of us are engaged in our worldly duties. But by the mercy of a bona fide spiritual master, Brahmande Brahmite Kono Bhagyavan Jeev, Guru Krishna Prasade Pai Bhakti Lata Beach. That's why Krishna sends such representatives, such acharyas like Srila Prabhupada, who come and enlighten us, enlighten the society in general. Make us aware that there is a higher purpose to human form of life. So for us to do justice to this human form of life, we have to regularly aspire for satsang. By the way, what's the meaning of satsang? Satsang means, sat means truth, sang means to associate with. Invariably, we are born in darkness of ignorance. And by satsang, by associating with pure devotees, by reading scriptures like Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, Ramayana, Mahabharata and all that, we can slowly, little by little, dissipate the darkness of ignorance and come to light. So, Srila <clears throat> Prabhupada has given us some very practical do's and don'ts, some do's, some don'ts. Just like when you go to a physician, knowing that a person is diseased, he will prescribe some medication and will also prescribe some don'ts. Avoid these oily foodstuffs, avoid doing these, these things and do certain things. So predominantly speaking, Srila Prabhupada has given us one major do something which all of us should very diligently do it in our lives and that is to chant the holy names of the Lord. Harer Nama, Harer Nama, Harer Nama, Eva Hi Kevalam. If we have to do justice to this human form of life, goal of human form of life, then a very, very easy and practical process, more so in this age of Kali, is to chant the names of the Lord. And in fact, this verse is Nam Eva Hi Kevalam only. Kalau Nasteva, 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 Gatiranya. There is no other way, there is no other way, there is no other way. Although there are many, many bona fide methods for God realization or self realization or Asatoma, Satgamaya meditation, it was recommended in Satya Yuga. Elaborate sacrifices was recommended in Treta Yuga. Elaborate deity worship was recommended in Dwapa Yuga. But in Kali Yuga, with the prevalent conditions, all elaborate sacrifices, elaborate deity worship, meditation, it's very difficult for a common man. But a very, very easy practical thing which can fast track our progress in self-realization is to chant the names of the Lord. So that's how the Lord came as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and inaugurated the Sankirtana movement about 500 years back. So this is one do 
to chant the holy names of the Lord. And then Srila Prabhupada has also given us the four don'ts, the four major sinful activities which can retard our progress towards the ultimate goal of life. And what are the don'ts? Meat eating, intoxication, gambling and illicit sex. So we as, although we may be situated in different circumstances, engaged in various professions, various duties, if while we are doing our worldly duties, also make this chanting of the holy names, reading of scriptures, satsang, as part of our daily lives, we can also march towards this ultimate goal of life. Now, before I end and take up some questions, what is that ultimate goal? What is that ultimate aim which I am talking about? Ultimate goal as per our scriptures is, I am sure all of you would have heard about this, Dharma, Artha, Kama and Moksha. Dharma leads to Artha. When we engage in Dharmic principles, there will be opulence. There won't be any scarcity. Today, because we are violating dharmic principles, we see all kinds of anomalies in the society. Dharma, Artha and even in this material world, we can enjoy regulated sense enjoyment, Kama, fulfill our material desires. We cannot suddenly nullify our material desires. Dharma, Artha, Kama and finally Moksha. Now, people have very weird understanding of what is Moksha. Again, Moksha can be of different forms. But Bhagavatam says the ultimate liberation from the cycle of birth and death is when the soul can extricate from this cycle of repeated birth and death, punarapi janma, punarapi marna, and go back to the original home, the kingdom of God, which Krishna invites. Yad gatva na nivartante taddhamam paramam mama. This soul which is transmigrating life after life, punarapi janma, punarapi marna, in human form of life, can extricate from this repeated cycle of birth and death and go back to the original home, kingdom of God. Now, how do we go there? Gita says, Yam yam vapi smaran bhavam tyajti ante kalevram. Whatever your state of mind, whatever your consciousness is at the point of death, that will determine what life, what kind of body we will get in the next life. We have example in Bhagavatam of Bharat Maharaj who became very attached to deer and next life he got a body of a deer. If we are fortunate, Anta Narayana Smriti, if we can leave this body in complete Krishna consciousness, thinking of the Lord, Yam Yam Vapi Smaran Bhavam Tyajti Ante Kalevaram, then we go back to our original home, kingdom of God, freed from this cycle of repeated birth and death. I read a nice article which said that Usain Bolt, we all know, is a famous sprinter, has world record on 100 meter sprints in Olympics, have won many, many medals. Usain Bolt, he has till date 
in Olympics run only for two minutes. All put together. He has participated in many events, many Olympics. All put together, he has ran only for two minutes. And because of the two minutes of running in Olympics, he has got so much of, he has won the medal, Olympic gold medals, which is quite a big accomplishment. He got many endorsing assignments and all that and he has earned 59 million dollars just for running two minutes in Olympics. But it is said that for those two minutes of running, he has practiced for 20 years of intense training. Finally, whether he'll get a gold medal or silver medal or no medals is dependent on the 10 seconds or 9 seconds or 8 seconds of how it, in fact, the difference between a gold medal and silver medal may be a millisecond, few milliseconds. So, the ultimate goal of life, success of life, we all have different understanding of what is success in life. Our scripture says, if we can be conscious of the Lord, if we can get attached to the Lord, if we can develop our love for Lord, we, now we are attached to so many things, our attention is splashed on so many objects. How we can bring back that attention and focus on the Lord. Man mana bhav mad bhakto mad yachi maam namashkaru. Think of me. Krishna is not being selfish and egoistic. If we think of him, if we surrender to him, it is for our self-interest. We will be happy. We will not have to struggle in this material world undergoing repeated birth and death. So in our self-interest, he is advising us. And if we can be conscious of the Lord and yam yam vapi smaran bhavam tyasti ante kalerva, if we can think of the Lord while we leave this body, we go back to the kingdom of God. And that is the ultimate success of this human form of life, which is very much possible by the mercy of pure devotees like Srila Prabhupada. If we diligently follow his instructions, whatever he has prescribed, even though we may be in different circumstances, we can march towards that ultimate destination. We have examples of many, many devotees who were grahasthas, who were engaged in their very worldly responsibilities, but slowly by following these instructions, they have purified their lives, reorganized their lives and have in that sense, left their bodies remembering the Lord, bringing about justice to this human form of life. So I'll stop now. We'll take up some questions. We have a lot of questions uh, which have come in and let us see if we can do justice to the questions. The question is from Priya Kumar. Is drinking tea sinful like meat eating? We must avoid it or it is like onion that we should avoid but we can take it in early days and try to leave it for good. <clears throat> Onion and garlic, many people ask this question that it's also one kind of vegetable. Tea and coffee, what's wrong with it? After all, it's we understand non-veg, it amounts uh, giving some pain to other animals. Tea and coffee in that sense, coffee is a bean. 
tea is a you know it's a plant tea leaves are there we also as vegetarian take consume so many uh, fine green leafy vegetables so what's wrong in taking tea and coffee although in the beginning stages we do not recommend it could be too much for a person who is just a beginner in krishna consciousness but if a person wants to sincerely and seriously practice spiritual life we do recommend that we should avoid giving up tea and coffee all put together why tea and coffee as we all know contains a stimulant called caffeine and caffeine is a stimulant in fact there are many articles if you check on the net they say even these days lot of people have issues with sleep and they have advised that about 5 to 6 hours before your sleeping time avoid taking any caffeinated drinks because it stimulates the brain it's a kind of an intoxicant so we are already in an intoxicated state what is intoxicated state intoxicated state means that we are forgetful of our real identity when a person is drunk he forgets who he is so human form of life is an opportunity how we can decrease that intoxication come to the real understanding and we do not want any further stimulants or any further intoxications which takes us away from the real understanding of life that's why our scriptures for all spiritual practitioners sincere spiritual practitioners suggest or rather instructs us to avoid tea and coffee this question is from dinesh pardesi what is the difference between soul super soul great soul and supreme soul there is no difference between super soul and supreme soul they all refer to the lord soul is entities like us in fact soul is there not only in us in every living being plants birds aquatics reptiles everyone has a soul and each one of us also have a super soul the lord seated with us in our heart sarvasya chaham hridi sanivishto krishna says in the gita he is accompanying the soul as super soul so there is no difference between super soul and supreme soul they are referring to the lord who is also present in our heart as parmatma and who is a great soul great soul is an enlightened soul asato ma sat gamaya tamaso ma jyotir gamaya a soul who has come from darkness to light such a soul is called great soul so all great acharyas all enlightened soul are called great souls this question is from arihant jain how to think about krishna a person or situation that we have encountered can be thought about because we have witnessed them but we haven't seen krishna so how do we do that not everything in which we believe or in which we have faith we have seen with our own eyes for example many of us aspire to go to the west to go to america we may not have seen we may have seen some pictures 
we may have heard about that place. So likewise, our scriptures, great acharyas, self-realized souls give us description about the Lord. In fact, the Lord himself gives ample description about himself, about the spiritual world. And we can know about the Lord, understand about the Lord, think of the Lord based on such description, based on Shastra Chakshu, from the understanding which we get from our scriptures. Next question is from Yashoda Prakash. If aim of life for human being is same, will the life cycle continue in human form only until ultimate aim of life is achieved? A very good question. Human form of life is like a junction. It is not true that once we have got human birth, we will continue to be in human form of life till we get moksha or mukti. We have in the Bhagavatam example of Bharat Maharaj who was very exalted devotee, who was a king. But with the right understanding, he gave up his kingdom and went to the forest to focus on God realization. I will not get into the details of this pastime, but unfortunately he got attached to a deer. And while he was leaving his body, his mind was absorbed in thinking of the deer because of that attachment. We generally think of something which we are very attached to. And Bhagavatam describes that how in next life Bharat Maharaj became a deer. So human form of life is like a junction. What is a junction? Just like in a railway junction, a train station, we see there is a line which is going straight and there are many other so to say tracks which are going in different direction. The train which is standing on platform number A or platform number 1, when it starts, it can also go towards Delhi, it can also go towards Calcutta. The starting point is the same platform. It can go in different directions. So likewise in this human form of life, we can either elevate or we can either degrade or we can get the human birth also. Urdhvam gachanti sattvastha, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, if we are in sattva predominantly, we rise higher to higher planetary systems. And if we are very sinful, we can degrade to lower life forms. So that sense, we have to be very, very responsible, lead this life very responsible, the consequence for each and every action of ours. While I am mentioning this, let me also tell, in this human form of life, we have developed free will, we can make choices. Just like, you know, when we travel in air, by air, there's announcement made or rather the air hostess comes, sir, would you like to have veg or non-veg? We have a choice. In human form of life, because we have well-developed free will or choice, 
we are held responsible for our actions. So either we can elevate or we can degrade. In other life forms like animal forms, generally because the free will is not fully developed, because they don't have higher intelligence, because they, they are designed to act impulsively, they don't make choices. Tiger cannot choose to be a herbivore. Tiger cannot choose to not eat flesh. So in other life forms, they move upwards unidirectionally from lower life forms to higher life forms. Plants, birds, aquatics, reptiles and after many many lives the human birth. In human form of life, if we lead our lives responsibly, we can elevate to a higher birth, much elevated birth. And if we engage in sinful activities, we can even degrade back to animal form of life which can be a very big disaster as far as the soul is concerned. It may take many many lives again to come back to the human form of life. This question is from Kamal Jyoti Talukdar. How a person will follow the four ashramas if a person falls ill and dies early? If I have understood the question correctly, how will a person you know, take sannyas and focus his life in undergoing various austerities, penances for self-realization and what if a person is ill or dies in an accident, how will he remember the Lord? As I said, in Kali Yuga, this Varnashrama institution is not fully established. But if we take to the Yuga Dharma, it is a very discounted just like example is given, when a company goes to sell some products, let's say in a place where people by and large are of low income group, to ensure the products get sold, they give a deep discount or they have a range of products which are relatively cheap. So likewise in Kali Yuga, knowing this that Kaler Dosh Nidhe Rajan, there are so many ill influences because of the influence of Kali Yuga. There's so much of distraction. There's so many allurements, so much of materialism. The Lord, being very conscious of this fact, has descended and given us a very, very sublime and easy process for God realization. And that is to chant the names of the Lord. Nam Nam Akari Bahuda Nija Sarva Shaktis and the Lord has invested all his energies and potencies in the holy names. And Smarnena Kala, there is no hard and fast rule. Anyone with no prior qualification can chant the names of the Lord. And because when we are chanting the names of the Lord, we are touching the Lord who is reservoir of Sat, Chit and Ananda. All whatever we require for self-realization, we get that by simply chanting the names of the Lord. We may not undertake big, big austerities. We may not go to the forest. We may not in that sense follow the Varnashrama system. We may not that in sense go to Vanaprastha ashram or Sanyas ashram. But if we simply chant sincerely, 
associate with the devotees, read Bhagavad Gita, read Bhagavatam, we can achieve that final end result and which is Anta Narayana Smriti. Again, the question is from Ashoda Prakash. How to know which birth we take in next life when in path of self-realization? Why don't we remember the past lives? This question was asked by Arjuna. What happens to a person who has not completed his journey of self-realization? So Krishna replies that whatever a person has achieved, that is his permanent credit. Whatever we achieve materially, wealth, whatever assets we accumulate, property, bank balance, the degrees, the education, all will be finished when we leave this body. But all spiritual activities which we have undertaken, like chanting, like hearing, like activities which elevate our consciousness spiritually, all those activities have a permanent credit which comes with the soul when the soul leaves the body. In other words, if a person has stopped at point, let's say there's a staircase with multiple steps, he has climbed till fourth step in this life, the next life he will have to climb from the fifth step. He continues his journey from where he has left in this life as far as spiritual elevation is concerned. So therefore, Krishna says that for such a soul who has not completed his journey, he will take birth in righteous families, in the family of pious brahmanas, in rich aristocracy, so that a person can continue his journey from where he has left in his previous life. And such a birth is very, very rare. So that way, if we are not completing the journey in this life, Krishna is very, very merciful, very, very compassionate. We continue this journey from wherever we have left in our next life. This question is from Raghav Maheshwari. How to please Srila Prabhupada the most? Srila Prabhupada was asked this question. Srila Prabhupada said that if you develop your love for Krishna, if you develop your attachment for Krishna, it will please me the most. Prabhupada, as a pure devotee of the Lord, was fully Krishna conscious, was always conscious of Krishna, and he is wanting us also to be conscious of Lord, to think of Lord, be a devotee of the Lord, surrender to the Lord. And if we follow his instructions, which is nothing but how to be conscious of the Lord, which enables us to be more conscious of the Lord, devoted to the Lord, he will be very, very pleased. This question is from Abhishek Menon. How to chant the holy names of Sri Krishna? <clears throat> the process is very simple. You can also ask the devotees whom you are in touch with in your respective temple, in your respective place. The process is very simple. The Hare Krishna Mahamantra, although there are many, many bona fide mantras which we can chant, Kali Santana Upanishad specifically mentions about Iti Shodashaka Nam Nam Kali Kalmasha Nashanam. The 16 names of God, 
in the form of Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. If we chant these names, we can easily achieve the aim of life, the topic what we are discussing today. And the question is, how do we chant? Prabhupada has given, there is no hard and fast rule. You know, sometimes for some meditation, you, there is some proper posture to be done and you know, so many associated do's and don'ts. Here it is a very, very simple process. All what we have to do is chant the names and hear with attention. Chant distinctly, clearly, pronounce each and every word clearly and hear attentively. We can chant on the mala. It helps us to keep track of how many times we have chanted. It is recommended that we chant on the beads so that we make a commitment to ourselves. I will, come what may, will chant 108 times daily or 2 into 108 times daily. And whether I like it, I don't like it, I am in good mood, bad mood, irrespective of what season it is, I follow up on that commitment and make it happen. So that's the reason why it is recommended to chant on the beats. And as I mentioned, we chant loud enough that we can hear. Chant distinctly, clearly and attentively hear the mantra. This question is from Shiva Kumar. In other yugas, the duration of life was much higher than this age. How was the categorization of ashramas structured in Vedic times, Prabhu? <clears throat> I said broadly speaking, the life was divided into four parts. So on an average, let's say if the life is 100 years, so first quarter, which is 25 years, was spent in Brahmacharya training. So likewise, if the life is long, broadly speaking, divide into four parts and that's how the life was structured in various ashramas. This question is from Naresh Jani. Stock market trading is gambling. We got this question in our previous session also. When it is told that we should avoid stock market and it is told that we should avoid gambling, we should understand why it is recommended like that, why we are asked to avoid involving too much in stock market. The principle is that it agitates the mind unnecessarily. For us to practice spiritual life, some peace of mind is required. A mind which is too agitated, Bhogeshwarya Prasakta Anam Taya Prita Chetasam, if the mind is too agitated, we will not be able to focus. The other day I received one message from a person whom I know. He said, Swamiji, please pray for me. For the last 7-10 days, I am going through a bad phase in my life. So, you know, I became a little curious. I said, what happened? So, that person said that I have invested in stock market and last few days it's been very bad. I have lost a lot of money. So, I asked, is the principle safe? Little bit I understand. So, I asked, is the principle safe or the original money which was invested has got eroded? 
So the person said, even the principle has got eroded. Please pray for me. Now, when a person is engaged in stock market shares, investment and all that, and on a daily basis is checking, should I buy, should I sell? Has the stock prices gone up? Has it reduced? When should I buy? When should I sell? It is agitating the mind. I know a friend of mine who was uh, studying with me in my college and you know he was quite young second year he was very much involved in stock markets and the first thing in those days you know we didn't had so much of internet google and where you can check online everything he would be eagerly waiting for newspaper and in the newspaper all headlines were secondary he would be checking the stock prices he would go to the page which was Greek and Latin for me, I had no idea whatsoever of stock markets. He would go to that page and would start, you know, watching the stock prices, various shares what he had purchased. And at times I would see him in anxiety, at times he would be in dilemma, should I buy, should I sell? And at times he would say, no, prices have gone up. He was close to me. Sometimes he would be depressed, the prices have gone down. So that kind of investment where that's called intraday trading where we are always anxious should i buy should i sell unnecessarily which agitates the mind we should avoid but assuming that somebody is investing money long term and is investing in a firm which are well established over many many years and we can see that they are delivering let's say 10 percent 12 percent returns annually over many many years well established companies who have been there for many many years with good governance good ethics good values and many companies like that if we invest with the purpose of getting higher returns banks give six percent seven percent four percent and a person is having a long term time frame on a daily basis he is not checking should i buy should i sell there's nothing wrong in it so if we are indulging in stock market trading and uh, you know it's meant for getting quick returns i invest today get back the returns tomorrow that can be harmful for our spiritual life this question is from raseshwari devi dasi i run a boutique and work for about 8 to 9 hours how do i make this act spiritual irrespective of what we do one thing which we can do to spiritualize our activity is to relinquish, to give away a part of what we earn, part of our profits to Krishna for Krishna's service. They are devotees of the Lord who are engaged in serving the mission of the Lord, spreading the message of the Lord. To run such activities also needs some financial resources. So our hard-earned money from our boutique, from our business, from our work can be given to such qualified brahmanas who can engage that money in the service of the Lord. We get benefited by that. And yes, as you mentioned, 8 to 9 hours we work. Balanced time in the morning and in the evening, we can spend time in engaging in spiritual activities chanting reading hearing associating satsang offering some prayers 
and that way we will have some spiritual consciousness even while we are engaged in our regular work, boutique work. This question is from Balaji Hariharan. Can you elaborate the method of chanting and what are the services we need to do to get more attached to the Lord? Our scriptures broadly recommend nine kinds of devotional service, nine kind of devotional activities which helps us develop our attachment to the Lord and brings us closer to the Lord, brings us closer to the ultimate goal of life which is God realization or self realization. And the nine activities are Shavanam to hear about the Lord, Kirtanam to glorify the Lord. When we engage in Satsang, when we hear Satsang, Shravanam, we are hearing about the Lord, Hear, hearing about the pastimes of the Lord, hearing the glories of the Lord, hearing the instructions of the Lord. And when we have sufficiently heard Shavanam, a natural effect of that would be Kirtanam. We would be inspired to chant the glories of the Lord, glorify the Lord. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, remember the Lord. Think of the Lord. Be conscious of the Lord. Shavanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Pada, Sevanam. Engage in various services at the lotus feet of the Lord. Pada, Sevanam. Archanam, to worship the Lord. Various devotees of the Lord installed deities in their homes and engaged in various kinds of archana, worshipping the Lord, the deity at the home. Vandanam, offering prayers. Dasyam to engage in various menial activities in service of the Lord. Sakyam to develop friendship with the Lord. Atma Nivedanam and fully surrender to the Lord. There are various ways in which we can engage in devotional activities and develop our love and attachment for the Lord. It starts with Shravanam and the easiest, the most recommended process in this age as I mentioned earlier is to chant the names of the Lord. Is chocolate also to be avoided? <clears throat> in chocolate also, uh, there are different varieties. Some of people who are quite well versed with the understanding, there is a component called cocoa which has a mild form of intoxicant or caffeine in it. In the chocolate is also mentioned. So, a form of chocolate which has this caffeine or that intoxicant we generally avoid. And there is a form of chocolate which devotees also use in baking chocolate cakes and various other this thing. Uh, there is a form of chocolate which does not have this ingredient which is caffeine and which is an intoxicant and which we can use. Again, just like stock market thing, we have to understand the principle. Why a thing has to be discarded or encouraged depends on the principle. Application may vary. Stock market, is it right or wrong, depends on whether it's agitating your mind, whether it is taking us away from Krishna or closer to Krishna. This question is from Punya Prabha Das. What is dharma in simple words? Dharmam tu sakshat bhagwat pranitam. 
a scripture says dharma is nothing but the laws given to us by the lord himself laws cannot be made sitting in our own homes there are traffic laws there are various taxation laws the government enacts those laws and we have to follow the laws just like you know we cannot decide on our own whims and fancies okay i will not follow this i don't agree with this i cannot say i will not stop when there's red light i will not drive on the left side of the road i am come back from the us i would prefer driving on the right side there are laws and it is expected by a law abiding citizen to follow the laws so dharma is nothing but the laws given to us by the lord himself dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam dharma is not left to our own understanding our own opinion my own thinking so when we follow and how do we know what is dharma mahajano yena gatha sapantha there are exalted personalities great devotees of the lord by walking on their footsteps by following the path which they have shown that is the practice of dharma otherwise it is very difficult to understand discriminate what is dharma what is adharma mahajano yena gatha sapantha there are authorities who are well versed with dharmic principles there are 12 such mahajanas which our scriptures talk about maybe we'll cover them elaborately in our next session or future sessions so when we follow such mahajanas and follow the instructions given by them then we are said to be following dharma so dharma cannot be concocted cannot be subject to our own understanding our own opinion our own thinking our own liking it is the laws given to us by the lord himself so with this we come to an end uh, it's close to 6 o'clock thank you very much for joining us today uh, look forward to having you all again with us 